Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's go hour number two on this Monday. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, you know the two main things we deal with. Our two big circus tents around here are the Longhorns and the Cowboys. Both provide stories today. Cowboys lose an offensive lineman in Ter- <coughs> Excuse me, Terrence Steele. Torn ACL and MCL yesterday. But they didn't lose the game. They did find a way to win against Houston. Somebody texting in. If that was the Niners playing the Cowboys, they'd have lost. Well, yeah. Obviously, uh, but thankfully it was Houston, and they got that win. Brock Purdy, the next Tom yesterday. Brady. Oh my goodness, we haven't even talked about what Brock <laughs> Purdy did yesterday. Good grief! Um, and on the Longhorn side of things, this Chris Beard story uh, definitely taking a lot of headlines, um, and we'll discuss that here in a second with Joe Cook. Once again, we just want to send all the positive thoughts we can towards Mississippi, towards Jackson, Mississippi, and Mike Leach. Every little detail I see about that story, it's getting worse and worse. Um, so I'm not going to try to speculate on it, but it really just it, it, the last thing I saw listed him in critical condition, and they think he may have had a massive heart attack on Sunday and didn't get attention for like 10 or 15 minutes. So it's just it, it's looking really, really bad. Nothing but positive thoughts going out there. Um, and we do now have uh, looks like. New things being tweeted out on this Chris Beard story. Authorities have released a booking photo of Chris Beard after the arrest. And, um, yeah, so things are starting to come out here. We'll get a little uh, information from our next guest. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. It is Joe Cook of Inside Texas and On3.com at JosephCook89 on Twitter. Joe, how are you? Uh, it's been an eventful morning, guys. Yeah, yeah I bet, oh, Joe. No doubt about it. Um, obviously, one of those days, Joe, where you were hoping to be discussing a uh, you know a comfortable victory over Arkansas Pine Bluff, and what about this Rice team, and a couple other you know Texas questions, and that was it. But uh, this this Chris Beard story that everybody wakes up to kind of changes uh, you know sort of changes things, and, and you, you guys are trying to figure out what's going on. Latest information, anything new you can throw in. To uh, to this story, what that, uh, that we're seeing here, you know, right now uh, we're we're just you're kind of in a situation where you wait on what the the Austin Police Department or, or Travis County Sheriff's Department or or even the uh, the school itself says. I know there's been some. I don't even know. There's there's been a lot of rumors as things as, as that happens with this about you know all the different details, but I think the best thing to do here is to wait to see what the school says. Obviously there's, uh, you know, pictures of beard from his, his booking photo, uh, being, you know, recycled on social media. And, uh, that's, that's not what you want to see. If you're Texas, uh, your, your head coach of your prominent top 10 program, 
uh, and one that you thought had a bright future, uh, that head coach and prison garb or jail garb, county county jail garb, uh, making its way around. Yeah, no doubt. Joe, with a game tonight, how do you think that Jay Hartzell and Chris Del Conte are going to go about this situation? Because obviously there's not enough to know with not enough things coming out yet, but there's still a game to be played tonight. Yeah, I mean, this is this is going to really test uh, their metal. Um, I know that most of them have, you know, handled, you know, intense situations and uh, in the past, both, you know, thinking of stuff of the past few years and, you know, uh, Jay Hartzell and his role as overseeing the whole university and uh, even going back sometime in Chris Del Conte's time when, when he was at TCU. Personally, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know how you uh, maybe let him be on the sidelines today. I, I, I don't think that's – personally, I don't think that's the right call. Of course, you got um, – you know, if that, were to, if that were the decision that they made – uh, you've got two former head coaches on your staff, and, and Rodney Terry and uh, uh, Chris Ogden, who could who could step in. And you know, I don't know if y'all may have noticed this over the course of these past few games, but Rodney Terry's pretty seems involved with uh, you know, I don't want to say day to day day to day operations, but you know, he seems like he's a guy who gets up and uh, barks out, you know, plays defensive rotation stuff like that. So. Um, and again, Chris Ogden with, with his, uh, recent, you know, he was at UT Arlington and beat Texas as a head coach. So, um, yeah, it, it, that's, you know, this wasn't really, uh, an intriguing game tonight considering Rice is, uh, not much of a, a big threat team right now, at least in conference USA. And, uh, you're kind of getting into the, the weak part of Texas schedule before the big 12 play begins. Now, uh, it became a, a lot more interesting. Yeah, no doubt. Talking with Joe Cook, inside Texas on three dot com, and again that booking photo, uh, kind of the latest piece of info that's getting out there. Uh, and uh, we take this for what it's worth. Somebody texted us. I work down by the courthouse. Beard is being released here shortly. Media crew starting to show up. Uh, it does feel like the booking process and trying to figure out. As of nine a.m. this morning, they had not been able to reach bail and figure anything out. But it feels like that process is happening now with this picture getting out. Uh, and so at the, then then the question will be: Whatever time he is released, uh, then would he ultimately be able to uh, to coach the game tonight? We'll uh, let you know as soon as we hear something on. That obviously that could be a um, a distraction for the team. Uh, could be a minimal distraction. Could be a bigger distraction. We'll just have to wait and see on that one. Um, Joe, on um, on to better news. We were just talking uh, last hour about uh, this Vandegrift football team that is going to go play for a state title this weekend. And uh, Zay brought up a great point that uh, you could probably tell people a little bit about who they're facing because they're facing a couple guys in DeSoto that the Longhorns uh, that have in their next class, Jonte Cook as well as Trey Wisner. Uh, for the Vandegrift fans that maybe haven't seen them, um, what level of talent are we talking about here? And do you have a feel for this title game? Do you know either of these teams well enough to, to throw a, throw a uh, prediction? out there i can't say i know them well enough to, to to put a prediction out but you know just thinking about uh uh weisner and cook cook was one of the biggest lands of this cycle uh on offense for uh steve sarkeesian and company he was a guy who was is very close with uh arch manning and texas i think independent of arch manning uh his decision 
did a great job uh, in recruiting Cook and making sure you know that was uh, he was shown the the love that he looked for and, and shown the fit that he would like and has been a big recruiter for the class. Arch Manning was just the the icing on the cake uh, and you know really helped to push Jonte over the top. Oh, defeated I think Michigan, Oregon, and Texas A and M for him. Trey Weisner, uh, if you remember way back in April, that one was a little bit more of a surprise. Uh, I think he uh, was kind of con- he was at Waco Conley, uh, transferred to DeSoto, was considered a little bit of an Oklahoma lean, uh, and eventually, you know, I think he made the trip to the Orange White game and, and committed on that trip. So, um, you know, he's a uh, both are, are really quality players. Um, and I don't know about a prediction uh, that DeSoto is a team that. Uh, it's won state titles in the past. I don't know if it's, and I think Claude Mathis, their head coach, has been an integral part of those state titles. So they're going to be a, a tough challenge this week. And But, um, you know, if, if, if they have a guy who can defend Cook, then that will make things a lot easier. But uh, there haven't been very many of those guys in the, <laughs> you know, the, the 6A ranks have been able to do that this year. Yeah, it's a great little receiver battle there, Zay. With oh. Col- Coleman on one side, Cook on the other. That's pretty Yo, good. Yo, Miles Coleman, he might not be up there when it comes to recruiting with Cook, but he's definitely going to be able to hold his own, for real. Yeah. But uh, let me ask you this, Joe, because Galena Park North Shore, they just beat – uh, a really good Westlake team and broke their streak. We know Colton Vosick is coming to the 40, they, but North Shore, they'll be facing against Duncanville in the 6A Division One State Championship. Who are the main players that we need to be looking at in this game that Steve Sarkeesian and this coaching staff, they'll be looking at down the line, maybe in 2024, hell, even 2025 class? Yeah, uh, it, it's a little bit surprising in that, you know, they're, it, off the top of my head, there aren't a ton of seniors um, for either team uh, who are, you know, really, you know, standouts. I think, you know, this has always been a, a great battle that somehow always ends up in the 6A state title game. Um, and this year, you know, it, it, it's a lot because of some underclassmen and just the general quality of the program. Um, I think, if I remember right, there's a 2024 uh, Ford Duncanville. I think his name is Kadavian Dotson. Uh, or, excuse me. No, I'm missing the obvious one. Colin Simmons, who's a outside linebacker for Duncanville, uh, has a Texas offer. Uh, junior, you know, number six player in the country, according to On3. Uh, offers from everywhere. Um, and, and anybody, you know, LSU, Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, Georgia. He's definitely a player to watch. Uh, trying to see some other ones. Um, yeah, I think Kadavian Dotson is on Duncanville. Uh, defensive back probably does a lot. North Shore, again, uh, a lot more. Uh, they have uh, a lot more uh, uh, underclassmen who are uh, making a difference. I'm not as familiar with them, but that's just, you know, that's one of the best programs in the, not just in the state, but in the country. Um, and they've got, you know, they've always had a great baseline over there on the east side of Houston. So it's another classic. Uh, these teams have played in some of the best high school football games. I think a lot of us have been uh, able to witness, and I'm looking forward to seeing another one. Talking with Joe Cook inside Texas. Uh, Joe, just uh, real quick on this Cowboys-Texans game, because I'm sure you were on the Houston side of things. Was it enough that they scared them that much, or were you kind of heartbroken that they didn't finish it? I'm I'm team tank, so that was the best possible result for me. Uh, seeing seeing the the Cowboys have to sweat, 
uh, and you know still get a get a win over the Texans, which means the Texans lost. Uh, you know that that works for me. I, I'm it, there's so much you can point out that's wrong with the Texans uh, to where I don't even know where you begin. I did thought the two quarterback system was kind of an interesting changeup. You know, you're going to have a little gimmick. Why not when you're yeah. I guess one eleven and one and, and trying to get your top quarterback uh, maybe in in this upcoming draft. So um, yeah, I mean yeah, I'm 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 just glad. I, I hate to see that Steele uh, went out because I liked him at Texas Tech, and I know that that offensive line's been a great part of the the Cowboy success. But um, you know, I was I think that's the best possible outcome I could have gotten just seeing the Texans lose get closer to that number one pick, but also make the Cowboys sweat about losing to the worst team in the entire National Football League. All right, fair enough. Joe, who would you want in that number one pick? I mean, clearly Will Levis, he just entered the draft out of Kentucky. You got Bryce Young, of course, Alabama. C.J. Stroud will probably declare after the college football playoff. Who would you take out of all those guys or maybe someone I'm not talking about? So a quarterback's obvious need. Davis Mills was given his opportunity, and I think rightfully so. He did not make the most of it. Um, and here's the thing. I, I do like Bryce Young a lot. I still like C.J. Stroud. I'm not totally sold on Levis. But now I'm kind of watching this team and thinking, you know, they've got good offensive linemen. You know, they've got Laramie Tunsil and a couple other first-round picks on that O-line. They've got a decent uh, running back in, in Pierce. They're missing an edge guy. And, you know, Will Anderson's there. And also, you're not really going to contend next year. Caleb Williams is there, too. Now, do you think to address maybe edge and then with that Browns pick, whoever it is, uh, maybe go wide receiver in the draft? That's one thing worth exploring. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I mentioned they have those offensive linemen. Maybe, you know, throwing Bryce or CJ or Levis back there is, is the right call. Um, I don't want to see him trade it. Uh, I think they need to, to take whoever, uh, you know, they need to take that number one pick or I guess number two pick if something catastrophic were to happen and they were to start winning. Uh, but, you know, I think what we've seen from Caleb Williams makes you at least think about it just a little bit, especially if you can get uh, someone like, um, you know, you can get Will Anderson and maybe with that Browns pick, if if it's in a good spot, you can get someone like, I don't know, maybe Jordan Addison or, or anybody of that of that caliber. Hey, Joe, um, one thing that came out last week with this Texas Longhorn football team was Malik Murphy getting the nod at QB2 with Hudson Card's departure in the transfer portal. Everybody's kind of wondering what that quarterback room's going to look at, especially with Arch Manning coming in next year. But Sark said Malik Murphy's going to get uh, be QB2 for this Washington game. How do you look at that start, or how do you look at Steve Sarkeesian putting that out there? Yeah, I think it's a testament to, obviously, the situation. You saw Hudson Card enter the portal. He's going to look for his best destination. And, you know, whether that's Florida or Kentucky or Notre Dame or Oregon or any other Big 12 school, um, that's that situation's already passed. So now you got to think about who's net best for your program. Um, and Malik Murphy is someone who's made a lot of development over the course of the year. Uh, he had, you know, a little bit of a, despite enrolling early, he had some injury issues and uh, that kind of lingered a little bit into the summer, but C. Sarkeesian, whenever he gets asked about him, uh, has praised him a lot. And, you know, he, he even mentioned the other day that now he's got that number two spot ahead of Charles Wright. Now, granted, I think 
I know for sure Charles Wright missed the, the Kansas game, didn't travel, I think, due to illness. I don't know if that held true again uh, versus uh, uh, Baylor. Uh, but it, it's also, you know, it, it's a testament situation, but a testament to what Malik Murphy's been able to do in just one short year. Uh, he, Texas thought that he needed a little bit of mechanical refinement, and he's done that enough to, you know, be the guy that if something were to happen to Quinn Ewers in this game, Steve Sarkeesian trusts to go out there and, and make the needed plays to, to play against the Huskies. That is Joe Cook, Inside Texas on 3.com. Check out uh, on Twitter at JosephCook89 on Twitter. Joe, we appreciate the visit, man. Have a great week, and uh, be careful out in this fog, and uh, we'll hit you next week. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Joe. Good stuff there. All right, so uh, before we hit this break, let's get you some updated information on this Chris Beard story because Austin APD, Austin APD, that's a little redundant, APD has now put out some additional info, uh, kind of a police report now has come out. The booking photo is out there of of Chris Beard. So this information is, you know, December 12th, says on December 12th uh, at approximately 12.15 a.m., the Austin Police Department received a 911 call for a disturbance in the 1900 block of Vista Lane. The caller reported the disturbance was no longer ongoing and one of the individuals had left the house. APD officers, here's some new information um, to kind of clarify at least a little bit, uh, says APD, where did it go? Where did it go? Come on, Chad. APD officers responded and located a woman who stated she had been assaulted and strangled by Christopher Michael Beard. Beard was booked into Travis County Jail. He's charged with assault by strangulation slash suffocation, family violence, a third-degree felony, anyone with information, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, according to the Austin Police Department, this now answers a question, Zay, that a lot of people have been wondering because the identity of this person is not known, but now we can at least say this is a female that a woman is accusing uh, Chris Beard of assault and strangling her. Yeah. So, uh, and again, got to let everything play out. We understand that. The lawyer has asked for uh, for that, says he's uh, 100% innocent, never should have been arrested, uh, and there will, as always, be two sides to all the stories. But right now, that is the story that is out there. That is the story that is being disseminated, um, you know, as we speak from APD. So just wanted to clarify that before we hit the break. And right now, no official word uh, as to whether or not he is going to you know coach the basketball game tonight or anything like that we are getting text in from people that are working down in that area and down in those buildings and hearing things about it and it's just going through the process he's going through the process of trying to figure out what's bond going to be and 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 all those things so uh that and again that booking photo is uh, definitely making its rounds right now crazy story involving chris beard uh texas basketball coach on the day that texas uh, slips to number seven in the ap and and they are scheduled to play Rice this evening at 7 o'clock. We'll have it for you. 6.30 pregame right here on the Horn. All right, coming up, it is your Flex 30 segment. Vandergriff and Wimberley win and go for state titles. Westlake's run comes to an end, and the all-Flex team will be announced tomorrow. All that coming up on the Horn.
All right, rolling through a Monday. A lot going on on this December the 12th. Kind of sounded like Tina Turner at the beginning. but You're right. Yeah? Okay. Old school Tina right here. Yeah. This is way back. She's the only one we mentioned. Okay. Just Tina Turner. Just Tina Turner. I am fully, I'm supportive of that. Mm-hmm. I'm supportive of that idea. My first concert ever, Tina Turner. How's the legs? Ooh, sexy as hell. <laughs> Great show. God, it was awesome. I, I, don't, I still don't know how I got that lucky. It was Buddy who had divorced parents. And it was the step not stepmom, it was dad's girlfriend. The dad's girlfriend and a friend were going to this concert. Somehow I ended up with a ticket. I was in fourth grade. And I ended up going to see her on the private dancer tour. It was awesome. Was it that hot MILF mom friend that you had? No. No? Okay. But she was attractive. (laughs) She wasn't tough to look at. Yeah. Was not tough to look at. Actually, as I recall, uh, that particular dad was not doing too bad either way. Yeah. The the mother in the mother of the situation was good looking. The girlfriend was good looking. Yeah. My man did drive a Jaguar and was a lawyer, so. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know, got cleaned up. Yeah, no. And he was as I recall, he's a pretty handsome dude too. I mean, the guy was yeah, he dressed really well and good-looking dude and had a great job and made money and yeah. Yeah, can't beat that. Dan, that's how I ended up with a ticket that I don't know how much it cost, but apparently I ended up right there on the floor watching Tina Turner. So there you go. Tina, Diamond Head, and Blind Melon have been uh, already on the show today. Lots of stuff going on. Obviously, this Chris Beard story is kind of ruling the headlines around Austin in terms of the sports world today. If you're just tuning in, the booking photo of Chris Beard is definitely making its way uh, around. And then the Austin Police Department statement of some of the facts of the case have has been uh, released on social media. Read a little bit of that earlier. It does include a woman uh, that APD talked to, a woman that is accusing Chris Beard of, uh, of assault. So that has now been learned. This is where a lot of people didn't realize, you know, who... who who are we talking about? The the uh, you know no one has been identified yet, but we did not even real did not even know like the gender of the person. Now we do know that piece of information. So that story certainly out there today. Uh, we'll continue to watch uh, for that. Also continue to send nothing but good thoughts to Jackson, Mississippi. This Mike Leach story is absolutely crazy. It appears that Mike Leach may have had a massive heart attack yesterday. And he's been in critical condition pretty much the entire time we have been on the show. And uh, Mississippi State continues to say that that you know he's he's receiving care. He is in critical condition, but uh, the reports that are that are coming out of there are are not not good uh, for Mike Leach. So we we certainly send him all of our best today. Just crazy crazy story there. Um, all right, let's get into the uh, Flex Thirty segment. Couple of runs still going. One big historic run comes to an end, and we got an all Flex team to hit tomorrow. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. We talked about Vandergriff earlier. They got by Katie 38-35, the last second kick. Hayden Arnold hits, uh, what was it, about 35, 37-yard, I think is what it was. Yeah, shout out to Hayden Arnold, man. man it's big time. Yeah, big time stuff. Huge kick there, um, and that gets them into their first ever state title game. 
Also, area teams advancing. Congrats to Wimberley. They got by Cuero, 42-36. Another, okay, Texans. How about that? Another good, close game there. Wimberley is uh, is going to go for a state title as well. Yeah, at least one Texans team is having success in this state. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Wimberley looking good. Looking good. Now, Wimberley's got to take on Carthage, if I'm not mistaken. Juggernaut. That's a badass East Texas program over there. Oh, man. Going to run that ball, going to run it a lot. Uh, Got to have uh, Justin Wells on this week. Yes, yes, absolutely. When we talk to Justin Wednesday, we'll get his breakdown there. Carthage, I think, has another badass team. If I heard Craig correctly today, they're number one in the state and have been for most of the year. So it's it's a darn good program. But then again... Then again, a lot of people thought Katie was definitely going to beat Vandegrift, and it didn't happen. So uh, we'll see what happens. A lot of people also thought Westlake was going to keep rolling, but North Shore got them 49-34. They just couldn't stop that North Shore run game. Multiple running backs uh, that Westlake just ultimately couldn't deal with, Zay. And uh, that run ends 54 games, 54 in a row, and obviously three State titles. I know those guys that are seniors are going to think it was unfinished business and they're going to think it was incomplete, but they're going to be able to look back at some point and realize they went three out of four and they went to the state quarterfinals in the other, excuse me, the state semifinals in that other year. That's a hell of a run. Incredible run. Maybe one that we'll never see again what those guys at Westlake did, especially those seniors, 2023 class. I saw Colton Vosick shedding tears on the field after the game. You know how much it meant to him to get a fourth consecutive state championship, but the Texas commit and those guys just couldn't get it done this year. And they faced a really good squad in North Shore. You know, Big 34, they're running back on North Shore. Somebody need to check his birth certificate because homeboy, he looked like Cedric Benson out there, like 03 Cedric Benson. Like he looked like a grown man running all over the Chaparrales, number eight, the quarterback, which was a wide receiver. I want to say he's not even their QB1 over at North Shore. Right. He was making plays all over the field. Westlake's quarterback situation's been kind of, you know, all over the place as of late. But hey, they wouldn't make any excuses. And yeah, they just faced a better team on Saturday, but they have nothing to hang their head head on and wait hold up just got a message from my dad Uh-oh. Isaiah you are not allowed to come to Christmas this year due to your Westlake <laughs> pre- no I'm just playing I'm just playing <laughs> ah. but you no know, for real I, I as big of a Westlake hater as I am being the Bowie Bulldog that I am I gotta tip my hat to those Coach Salazar and the Westlake Chaparrales. They had a hell of a season and none to hang their head on. Now, somebody was texting us earlier trying to connect the Bowie thing to the Westlake thing and saying, you know, Bowie getting into the division. They did kicked, you know, Westlake up to another div- I don't know that those two were related, though, were they? Like, what, wasn't Westlake always gonna be D1? I guess. I feel like. Bowie had eight less students than somebody. I don't know if that was Westlake. Oh, you know what it or mean? like Travis. I see. Okay. But there was there is a situation because Bowie was Division Two with Drippin' Springs and that bumped Westlake and, and like Travis. Maybe okay, maybe there you go. So if you are a Bowie fan like Zay, you want to take some credit? I can't do that. No, you can't do it. That's okay. too aggy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be kind of aggy. I can't yeah. do that. 
Yeah, that would be that did that did set off my Aggie radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, uh, so congrats to Vandegrift and Wimberley. Best of luck in the state title games. We've got that Vandegrift game for you at three o'clock right here on the Horn on Saturday. Uh, and obviously, congrats to Westlake. They'll they won't want to hear it now, but that is a hell of a run. Always try to mark those strings even when they end. And uh, fifty four games is just incredible. Also, uh, we got that all flex team coming for you tomorrow, uh, bright and early tomorrow with Bucky and Aaron. Going to start with the defensive side of the ball. Defensive line will be announced at 7.30 in the morning. 8.30 is linebackers. 9.30 defensive backs. The Light the Tower crew, they'll be dealing with the special teamers. So kicker and punter at 10.30, 11.30. The long snapper and return specialist will be reviewing everything and previewing it for you in the middle of the day. And then we will get it off to Ball Don't Lie. Rod and Harge will take it the rest of the way with the offense tomorrow. How about 345 for your O-line, and se- including the center. Go four O-linemen and then a center. And then four o'clock receivers, five o'clock running backs, and six o'clock the all-flex quarterback will be announced. Thanks to all those uh, players and coaches that have responded to us. We're going to be letting coaches know uh, throughout the day today. We've also got an event coming up on Wednesday at Pluckers. Going to head out to the research location. We already had the uh, College Bowl roundtable schedule, but we figured we'd throw it all together. We'll talk some college football. The Bowl roundtable technically starts at 5 o'clock, but if you or somebody you know ends up on that all-flex team, come on out and celebrate with us. Uh, we will do. Uh, be definitely talking some all-flex team as well. Uh, talk some recruiting. National Signing Day right around the corner. Uh, it'll be a week away from National Signing Day as uh, they're out there on Wednesday. So come check out Rod and Harge and some of the other Horned staff out there with the roundtable at Pluckers on Wednesday. So, you know, Chad, I yep. was also out on Saturday Lugerville High Holiday Classic Championship basketball game where I caught a very, very talented Colleen Ellison ball club who has Oklahoma State commit point guard Jameron Keller. He's the real deal. Now, they lost to Dallas era. Is it Coppell or Coppell? Coppell. Coppell. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. they lost to Coppell, which Coppell, they had some shooters on their team. But look out for Clean Ellison and Jameron Keller. He could really go Oklahoma State. They're getting a good one. Okay, Jameron Keller. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. That sounds right to me. Let yeah, me know. I'm gotta pro- be, I've right? been botching names all day. So, J-A- so who knows? J A M E R O N. J A M Y R O N. Ooh, Y R O N. Oh, see, that could be a whole nother deal. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think you're. I'm, that's what I would go with. Yeah, it's, he's nice. Okay, and Colleen Ellison. They're a good team. And you said he's a point. Yes. Point guard. Okay. Yeah. Colleen. He plays a little bit of everything for Colleen Ellison, but you could tell he's a point guard. And he's, he'll be playing point when he goes to Stillwater. You know our man Mike Hard is going to be glad you brought up a Colleen Ellison athlete. I know. He's going to be so proud of you. <laughs> Wherever, if he's listening right now, I know that big smile just hit his face. Yeah. Them K-Town boys, man, they could go. He's screaming 254 right now. Somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Hey, Royce O'Neal, who's in the NBA, has had a great career with Utah Jazz and played for the Nets for a little bit. He went to Harker Heights High School, so... Yeah, Colleen Ellison, or Colleen in general, Shoemaker, Colleen High, Hell Ellison, Harker Heights, Corpus, Corpus Cove. They, got, they always got hoopers. By the way, also on a, a local front, I did get a. I was watching highlights over the weekend, and at least one of the big time ESPN folks did say Jamal Shedd 
for the young man from Maynard, now oh, playing for Houston. Did you see his dunk against Alabama? That was the dunk that they were referencing, ooh, ooh. and hopefully, it's gotten around ESPN because somebody was calling him Sheed a couple weeks ago. So they called yeah, him. I think she- it was SVP. They called him Shed this time, so I'm hoping that's going to stick. But yes, that dunk was monstrous. They didn't get the win, unfortunately, but what a dunk! Yeah, yeah, that Alabama team—they got a squad, but that dude—he was six nine that he dunked on. Yeah. Six nine, Jamal Shedd only six one. Yeah, he climbed the ladder. Yo, that's stupid bounce. That, that dude, is crazy. That dude has got some serious vertical on him. He's uh, gonna be a steal. I, I know. I don't. I, NBA scouts are probably looking at him like, man, you got to improve your shot, and that's gonna come. But somebody's gonna take a chance on him, and he's gonna be a steal for someone. He he just he reminds me so much of Ty Lawson. I went to North Carolina, mm. had a really good solid career with the Denver Nuggets for a few years. He reminds me of him and yeah, when you got him and Sasser, Calvin Sampson he has a good ball club down there in the H. All kinds of all flex connections around here. FLXATX.com. Check out what Flex has for you. And remember, you got that full schedule that I just laid out for you. You can go to FlexATX.com and see that schedule for tomorrow with the All Flex team. Coming up, where are we at in society? Isaiah will let us know. Coming up at 2, we'll get you the update on the Chris Beard uh, story and arrest. We will get you the update on the Cowboys who lose Terrence Steele on the offensive line. Line, but they did beat the Texans. All that's coming up on the horn. If your pens were undone, because you were bred for humanity and sold to society, one day you'll wake up. In the present day, a million generations. This one I do not have. Definitely not Tina Turner. No, I ain't Tina. Or the guy we're not saying his name either way. Who is it, Zach? Jethro Tull. Oh, Jethro Tull. Okay. See, other than Aqualung, I don't know any Jethro Tull. What's this one called? Skating Away on the Thin Ice of the New Day. Of course, the longest title ever. That is the longest song title. You said the last song you played. When you played that uh, Diamond Head song, you thought it was long at seven minutes. It takes seven minutes just to say the name of this song. Yeah, and somebody completely disrespected me, and it was like, oh, figures a Gen Zer would not let the beat ride or whatever. I'm not Gen Z, not even close. Aha! Very married, very millennial. Which I don't know if that's much better, but still. I was gonna say you did. It's not Gen Z. I ain't Gen Z. You presented that as a brag. You presented that like that was... Oh, us millennials, we struggling. Yeah, I ain't going to lie. We, yeah. we we struggling. Hey, we're all struggling. <laughs> we're all struggling somehow, no matter what, what generation you're a part of. Everybody's just trying to get through it. Today, we're trying to get through this fog here in the Austin area. Literally, hope you are getting through it safe and sound. Jethro Tull, Tina Turner, Diamond Head, and Blind Melon have all been a part of the show musically. We've got this Chris Beard story continuing to develop. There are stories now coming out that a bond hearing has occurred and a $10,000 bond has been set. Uh, we also read you earlier, uh, and I retweeted it. Remember, uh, I'm at C Hastings 104.9. Zay is at ain't that underscore Zay station at the Horn ATX. Uh, but I retweeted the statement from the Austin Police Department earlier, and they did re- had sent put a press release out that did explain a little bit more, I guess, of the details. And uh, we now 
can tell you, and you can now read it for yourself, that there is a woman that uh, when APD officers responded to the location, they or they, lo- they they responded to the location and located a woman who stated she had been assaulted and strangled by, according to the story, Christopher Michael Beard. Now, we also read you earlier the statement from the attorney for Chris Beard, uh, and that is Perry Minton, who said, quote, Coach Beard is 100% innocent of these charges. He should never have been arrested. The complaint, uh, the complainant wants him released immediately and all charges dismissed. It is truly inconceivable. No uh, word yet on whether or not he would be coaching the game tonight. They are playing Rice at 7 o'clock. 6.30 is the pregame time for you right here on the horn. So we'll get back into that story at two o'clock. Get you updated on that. Talk little Cowboys as well. NFL uh, from uh, yesterday. Some crazy stuff, including what Brock Purdy and the Niners did to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Good grief! Um, right now, before we get into where we at in society, Zay, how about this one? Um, one of the uh, one of our coworkers, actually, it's one of our bosses. Our man uh, Jason Nasur let me know he's hearing that out uh, down in Wimberley. They are shutting down all schools in the district so everybody, oh, so everybody so cool so people can go to that game on friday isn't that awesome that's amazing well well done wimberley that's exactly what you need to do yeah, let's go texans yeah a little small town a uh, little small town road trip is what you need Yo, taking that trip to jerry world they play big they, they play hard and they, they play the right way so yeah that whole community they deserve that yeah good for them man they're trying to take down carthage for a state title let's hope they can pull that off all right uh, right now let's get you a little where we at in society see what zay's got for us where are we at in society today all right, Zay, I see a, something on Twitter. Uh, do That's I have a... right. Let's go to the NBA today. Yes. We're oh, going to talk okay. a little NBA in the minute. And usually we shouldn't really be talking much NBA until after Christmas. Christmas is coming up. That's when people start locking in. Football's quieting down. You know, not much is going on. So the NBA is kind of in the limelight, especially Christmas Day. But if I have something for where we at, it's going to be petty. The number one team in the Western Conference right now is not the Phoenix Suns, is not the Golden State Warriors, is not the Los Angeles Lakers. It's the New Orleans Pelicans. Wow. Best record in the West? Best record in the West. Now, that's not saying much because the number one team, New Orleans, is only seven games up on the number 12 team, the Los Angeles Lakers. So it's pretty tight in the West. The mm-hmm. Mavericks are sitting in the 10th spot right now. They're not playing well. Luka is having hissy fits and all types of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the Pelicans are playing well without one of their best players, Brandon Ingram. But we knew with that trade last year, the C.J. McCollum, that's a terrific trade from New, for New Orleans. Getting the guy that was kind of in Damian Lillard's shadow, but he was still averaging around 20 a game. He's just 6'1", 6'2". That's hard to deal with if you're a shooting guard in the league. Now he's a point guard, so he's thriving. Zion Williamson looks lean. He looks mean. The athleticism's there. You could tell that he was missing all of last year, not being able to play. So, yeah, Pelicans, they're a contender right now, Mm -hmm. and they play the Phoenix Suns twice this weekend, which Phoenix – 
They got vendetta with everybody. They got beef with everyone from Dallas. We saw what Devin Booker and Luka got into yeah. uh, uh, in the Western Conference semifinals last year. And now with the Pelicans, Jose Alvarado, the backup point guard for the Pelicans, Georgia Tech uh, uh, alum, he's he's from New York. So you know he's tough as hell. Puerto Rican cat from New York. He can't stand Chris Paul. Doesn't even say Chris Paul's name. Whoa. And Pressers mm-hmm. and the Suns are the ones who knocked out the Pelicans last year. So, end of the game, Saturday night. They played them twice this weekend, beat them both times. One of those games was without Devin Booker. The game with Devin Booker, at the end of the game, Zion has a breakaway. Game's iced, game's sealed. The classy thing to do, Chad, is to dribble it out. Right. Shot clock isn't a factor. Dribble it out. Let the horn sound. Go shake everybody's hand. Because they're up, what, 8 or 10 at this yeah. point? Something like that? Yeah. Not Zion. No. He does one of the nastiest mm. 360s with nice. the left hand because he is a southpaw, so it just oh. it looks different. Yeah. And just kind of put, you know, the exclamation on the on the mark to, with yeah, with ferociousness. And it kind of started a little brawl, which everybody thought it was because of Zion, when really it was because Jose Alvarado and Chris Paul got into a little scuffle where Chris Paul oh. elbowed Jose Alvarado in the throat. So basically, that was just that was the, the biggest issue. The Zion dunk just yeah. set the power, the set, do, set it on fire. The Suns do stuff like this all the time. I see Mikel Bridges dunk at the end of the games when they have games sealed. And it's, you know, I don't care about stuff like this. Like, uh, class that goes out the, you? No, class goes out the window. This is the league. Stop me. And this was this, in, in New Orleans. This was in New Orleans, right? yeah. Would it matter if it was in Phoenix? It would have been does way the, worse if it was in Phoenix. The building does matter here, yeah. right? Yeah, he was playing up to the crowd. Yeah, it's And ho- Zion said it was out of his character. Normally, he, you know, he would dribble the ball out, but they knocked him out last year, so it was a little personal. Yeah. No, nah, I got no problem with it. This That's is, what I'm talking about. These are the kind of these are the kind of little ingredients, man, that the NBA is good at, and they need to. Okay, I was they, afraid that you were going to go old man on me. No, no, no. They need to foster this stuff sometimes. In fact, I've said I'm all for not only that part of it, but if it had created an actual scuffle, <laughs> let, give them like a fellas, fellas. Give them a couple seconds. The game's over at that point. Let them scuffle <laughs> a little bit. Let them get it out. Yeah, yeah. What's What's crazy is. Through all that scuffle stuff, nobody went up to Zion. Really? Yeah. Okay. Which yeah. I wouldn't either. I mean, I, you got to pick your battles and you got to pick the smart ones. Zion might be a nice guy, but I wouldn't mess with him. No, I think I'd, if I was going to go up to Zion, there would be two things, two reasons why. One, nice dunk. Yeah. Two, how about a jersey swap? <laughs> you know? Or can I get For a show? Sure. Can I get an autograph like in the tunnel or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one of my favorite things that Kevin Garnett once said during some interview or a podcast or some, he said, "Thank God Shaquille O'Neal had great parents that raised him the right way to be well mannered and be a nice, fun, loving guy. Because if they would have had him mm. on some KG mindset, uh-huh. we'd be talking about Shaq and Michael Jordan as one and two. We don't really do that." You know, Shaq had a lot of things to worry about, all his endorsements and insurance and rapping and stuff. So Shaq was thinking about different things, and he didn't have that Kobe mindset. But if he did, 
what could have been. Oh, good grief. It's kind of like the yeah. same with Zion. Like, Zion, he's a fun-loving guy. He's always smiling. Like, he doesn't have that Kobe, Kevin Garnett, I'm going to kill you mindset. When he right. does, and sometimes, and he's kind of getting that. Like he's that's what, kind, kind he's of what slowly, this is. He's slowly right? getting that. He'll yeah. show that at times. I've been watching a lot of Pelicans as of late. He shows you at times, like, oh my gosh, like you're not you're not supposed to be able to jump this high and weigh this much and have this type of handle and crossover in your arsenal. Mm-hmm. Like this ain't a thing. Like yeah. people compare him to Barkley all the time. Barkley didn't have this type of handle. And Barkley no. was a monster. Yeah, no, no. Charles is Charles was incredible. He was a different kind of incredible. Than yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he, he, Charles also had that angry in him. Hell, yeah. he still has that angry in him. Yeah, he did. He does. You're absolutely right. But yes, the video that you sent me was fantastic. Not only the dunk, but the sad Chris Paul at the end of the dunk is <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, like a and they full blew. six, seven seconds of this sad Chris Paul where they've in, somehow accentuated the sadness in his face. I don't know what that technology is, but like they've drooped his face. Pelicans fans, they've completely turned on Chris Paul. Like they forgot all about that those early years where he was dominating for the Pelicans and yeah. you know going hard against the Spurs and Chris Paul and Darren Williams were you know competing for best point guard in the league. They were saying f Chris Paul, boo Chris Paul, chance and stuff like that. Like that's got to be a interesting feeling for the team that drafted you. Always love some NBA drama. All right, there's uh, where we at in society. We do it every day about one forty-five. Up next, your two o'clock hour. We'll get back into this. Coach Beard story. If you are just getting into it, we'll try to get you updated. Cowboys get the win, but barely. And how about that Longhorn volleyball team? Yep, they're still rolling. And yep, they're into another Final Four. We'll get you the details next on the Horn.